Hello, welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan, how's it going? You know a great place to be in January, Amy? The Caribbean? Well, uh, that'll work too. Um, I was okay. going to say Florida because yes. that's where I'm headed in about, I don't know, six hours. Oh, good for you. What so, are you doing in Florida? I'm taking a few days and getting away from everything. That sounds amazing. I uh, I, I need to get myself down there sometime soon. Yep. So I'm looking forward to it. Just a few days to kind of clear the head and get back after it. And because uh, it, it won't stop until July, I guess. I mean, I won't I won't have like a break, I guess, again until right. later in the summer, if then. So yeah. Yeah, so looking forward to it. So should be All fun right. and a fun guys trip. Sounds great. All right. Well, hey, Amy, let's jump into it because I've got to pack and get out of here. So we need to get this show on the road. And if you're looking to stay informed and engaged in the latest missions, discipleship, leadership, and political happenings within the SBC, then look no further than the brand new Baptist Press newsletters, BP Missions, Discipleship, Leadership, and Politics. These weekly newsletters offer insightful and thought-provoking content that will deepen your understanding and strengthen your faith. Don't miss out on these valuable resources. You can subscribe over at baptistpress.com slash subscribe. So that's baptistpress.com slash subscribe for the new BP newsletters. So get some good engagement and good responses from them early in 2023. We've got something All right. cool coming in a couple weeks, too. Got something new at Baptist Press. I'll talk more about it next week, maybe. On to the news, Amy. Speaking of new things, the ERLC has a new chief of staff and vice president. Yeah, saw this uh, yesterday. We're recording on Friday, obviously. Uh, saw it yesterday. Miles Mullen is the new chief of staff and vice president of the ERLC. He is no stranger to Southern Baptists, particularly in the academic world. So I've uh, known him, been around him for a long time. Okay, I was going to ask if you knew him because I'm not in yeah. the academic world, so I don't know him. So Yeah, oh, he's great. He's great. Um, church history and uh, Christian studies taught for a long time at Hannibal LaGrange, was also vice president for academic administration and dean of the faculty. He uh, direct, uh, he founded the Center for Christian Worldview there okay. as well. Um, and then he's been doing leadership development strategy in uh, the Church Revitalization Network of the Missouri Baptist Convention. But yeah, there's a, a big camaraderie among the uh, Southern Baptist professors and and a lot of that that'll pop up sometimes either at the annual meeting or at ETS every year. So that's where I would uh, would see him and tremendous respect uh, for Miles Mullen. He's going to do an amazing job. So he was a professor of church history at the Southwestern campus that they had in Houston. That's right. Back it in was. 2005 to 15. Now, that's right. For a, 10 certain, years. a certain lady in my life went to that campus during that time. Okay. So I need to ask Beth if she had Dr. Mullen as yeah, you do. one of her professors. So you do. I didn't put that together yet, that timeline, but there's an overlap there. So it's highly likely that if she took church history down there at that time, that she would have had him because, you know, they only had a couple of professors for each subject. So, well, congrats to Miles Mullen on that. Look forward to seeing him around in and around the building here in Nashville. Um, congrats to Brent Leatherwood on the hire at the ERLC. I guess staying up in Missouri, Amy, since he's coming from Hannibal LaGrange up in Missouri, going over to Midwestern, where this week at Convocation, they announced a $2.5 million gift to help them 
train future missionaries. Yeah. So they're trying to see if they can send 100 individuals every year who are committed to overseas service. Yeah. So they have launched a new institutional initiative in partnership with the IMB with this $2.5 million gift. So, wow, that's pretty impressive right there from our friends at Midwestern. Congrats on that. They get their fusion program, and this is just going to throw gasoline on that fire. Just a really exciting gift and strategy up there at Midwestern. So congrats to Jason Allen and the team up at Midwestern on this, and uh, looking forward to seeing dozens and dozens and, and hopefully hundreds and hundreds of missionaries coming from Midwestern in the future. All right, Amy, some news this week that, uh, you know, we we hate to have these stories on here, but uh, we start in Birmingham, where a Jefferson County church has terminated its youth director after he was arrested on child pornography charges. Yeah, this is a tough one, as uh, as always. So Adam Lewis, he's a middle school teacher and a coach at uh, Pelham Park Middle School there in Alabama, but had also been serving as youth director at Rock Mountain Lakes Baptist Church. Um, they did uh, make a post on their Facebook page said he is no longer employed as youth director or in any other capacity, but he was arrested. He obviously is not teaching anymore either. And so, uh, the, and everyone is cooperating with law enforcement. And uh, we have another one of these over in Fort Worth where Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary announced this week that uh, they had a student, Christian Flores, who was a Texas Baptist college student was arrested for one count of felony sexual assault. So uh, the seminary is cooperating with the local Fort Worth Police Department and Burleson Police Department. So that's another announcement on another arrest this week. These things are always difficult to hear, but the positive side of it is that the authorities are involved and uh, perhaps justice will be served. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, kind of a short news week this week, Amy. That's all we got on the news side yeah. of things this week. So uh, a light news week, and that'll bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right. Going to go to 1953. Big announcement Is it in a TV Nashville. Thing? No, oh, it's not. A big announcement. String. Yeah, in Nashville, uh, that the first line of the story says, churches are news with an exclamation point. It was uh, the Nashville banner which a lot of people don't know. Nashville years ago used to have two papers, the Tennessean and the Nashville Banner. Uh, At my house, we got both of them. Um, But the Nashville Banner hired a religion reporter. Oh, wow. 1953. So uh, Bob Bell Jr. got hired. He had been, or he actually was already there, was a general assignment reporter. And the executive editor asked him if he wanted to try a religious column. So they did a column that uh, came three times a week and it was confined to church news and it was an overwhelming response. And so they made it a daily column. The column was called Churches Are News. And it said that uh, Mr. Bell would be covering the Southern Baptist Convention uh, in Houston in 1953 for the paper and said uh, he said his column would be a uh, or he said his column was a personal approach to religious reporting with emphasis on people who normally get little recognition from their own church or public. Um, and uh, it said at that time there were approximately 400 churches in Nashville. So he did a lot to kind of establish and maintain personal contacts at each one of them. And I thought this was kind of kind of interesting because we're in a, a day now where 
you know, a lot of the major outlets have religion reporters, people who devote themselves to sharing the news on that. And uh, it looks like kind of a big start, at least in Nashville news, came this week in SBC history as it turned into a five day a week column because of demand. So kind of kind of cool. And of the course, Liam now, Adams of 1953. That's right. That's right. And so, uh, of course, continued on with legacy of religion reporters in Nashville with Bob Smetana and Holly Meyer, uh, Heidi Hall had done, done a lot in Tennessee and now Liam Adams for the Tennessean. So really cool work that is done, but in some ways it really started with Bob Bell at the Nashville banner. So kind of, that's kind of neat. Very cool. Did you, did you know about that? I've never heard of the Nashville banner. No, really? No. Uh, So, so here's the interesting thing from back then. So it went, it, it went away in uh, 98. So it's like, you know, started in 1876, went through my childhood basically. But the interesting thing is it was a daily, just like the Tennessean. So the Tennessean published in the morning and the banner published in the afternoon. Hmm. So it would kind of give you like it, it had different, a different deadline schedule. Oh, well, there's and, a Nashville banner coming back, Amy. Yes, I have heard this. Steve Cavendish and Demetria Kalodimos. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. It's you're na- I'm not Greek. I'm, I'm going to revoke she your got, Nashville card. She got let go from Channel 4 like right after we moved here. So I'm, I, I, your Nashville card is revoked. I'm sorry. So let me say it. Demetria Kalodimos. That's her name. Okay. Yes. And she was an anchor on um, WSMV. W- WSMV for a very long time. Also my childhood. And uh, it was incredible, but yes, was uh, was let go in. Yeah, that caused uh, not more than a little stir. Yeah, yeah, it's not not a good thing. So, nope. um, but yeah, I think I have seen that. But yeah, so National Banner was an evening paper. Tennessean was a morning paper. We basically in my house we were dealing with the sports writers from both from both papers. Uh, that's all that that uh, that I, I was thinking about. But anyway, it's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. So, well, cool. There yeah. you go. All right. Well, that brings us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? Uh, the resources for George Lyle Church Planting Evangelism and Missions Sunday are out from the IMB. That's coming up February 5th. So uh, we're going to put the the link in the show notes. It's got a bulletin insert. It's got an, uh, a video about the impact of George Lyle, also one about the story of George Lyle. It's got some activity sheets for kids, prayer guide, all of those things. And uh, so this is the second year to do that, right? I believe I'm remembering that correctly. It's the um, second year to have that on the, the calendar. Maybe. Maybe. The I think third. so. I think it started in, we, the, I think it came in the, th- it came in 2019. I think 2020 was the first year. I think twenty no, I think twenty nineteen was when the motion came. Yeah, and then did it get done in twenty twenty? Because of COVID year, everything is yeah. Every, our our memories. This are is kind a, of it's the second. Yeah, it's the second or third okay. year to do it. Yeah. but if your if your church hasn't done it, uh, give it a try and go uh, go check out those resources. It's in its infancy. How about that? That's right. That's right. Just started. So, and a really cool uh, interview with Jason Thomas this week on Baptist Press this week. If you want to check that out over YouTube on the Baptist Press YouTube page, 
Jason was on. He was a guest with Brandon Porter this past week. So you can check Very that cool. out over there. All right. Okay. My resource of the week, speaking of video, it's that time of year, Amy. Yep. The Road to New Orleans launched this week. I saw that. So, yeah, we launched episode one this past week. And it's just kind of the intro to the series. Not really anything going on in episode one, just saying, hey, it's coming. But this coming week, we'll talk about the registration, pre-registration that opens up this coming week. That's uh, Wednesday, by the way. Wednesday mm-hmm. morning, 8 o'clock, pre-registration, child care registration. That all goes live. And then the week after, I think, is Jack Hunter. And then we're talking to Jamie Dew. We're talking to Tara Dew. We're talking to Jay Adkins. We're talking to uh, Paul Chitwood. We'll talk to Ray Swift. A lot of people. Alex Bryan. I've been doing interviews all week this week. I think we did nine or 10 interviews this week and they were fantastic. And after every episode that we finished after each interview, I was hungry because we talked about food. Yeah. Oh, yep. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. And and I've, I found a couple of things. Tara told me something, Amy. There's what? a place down there that has crawfish etouffee over tater tots. That sounds, I'm not sure. I'm not a big tater tot fan. I'm just trying to figure out like, what other things can we use as base for etouffee? Because usually it's with rice. And I've had it on cornbread, and that was amazing. And I'm just like thinking, is there anything that you could put etouffee on that wouldn't be good? I mean, I can't really think of much. No. You could put it on a leather shoe, and I would eat that. So Yeah, that sounds incredible. That's the, that's going to be the thing. People are going to come uh, for the food. We're going to yeah. be dreaming about the food all the way. The, the problem is you're only going to have a limited amount of time there. Yeah. So you got to really, you know, pick your your shot and decide this is what I want. This is when I want it. It'll be fun. So yeah, Road to New Orleans launched this week. The Road to New Orleans net also available over at sbcannualmeeting.net slash NOLA. I think it, I think is the address there. So sbcannualmeeting.net slash NOLA or the Road to New Orleans.net. You can watch the first of those and uh, the whole series as we get going. It'll be available in the app as well as on Acts Two. So we'll get that on there as well. So. Uh, some exciting times coming in the future, and I'm uh, looking forward to the road to New Orleans. That's been a, a fun series to shoot each and every year, and uh, hopefully this year, no detours like the Nashville year. All right, that's going to do it for our show this week, Amy. Again, Amy mentioned it, George Lyle Sunday is next Sunday, February the 5th, so check that out. Pre-registration and registration for child care starts for the annual meeting on Wednesday, February 1st. Check that out as well, and Amy, I'll see you next week. See you next week.